Welcome back, high school hockey fans. It's another edition of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. I'm Mike Hammett with my panel of uh, <clears throat> experts, uh, Burglar, Bill Jr., and Del Scanlon, and Trasher is off in the Great White North this week, I've heard, so uh, he will not be with us tonight. On assignment, I guess you could say, let's talk about our games of the week. Burglar. Great game between Notre Dame Academy and Verona. A couple of the heavyweights in the state got together, and you were able to check that one out. I should take myself off mute and then say I was. Uh, we originally had planned on doing the uh, championship game of the Wausau West tournament on Saturday. Some, some of, I think Trasher suspected it would be Notre Dame and Verona, but I think the rest of us had, you know, thought that maybe Wausau West would, would get in there somehow. But um, with the snowstorm that came in on, on Friday, it came from the west, and it uh, blocked uh, Eau Claire Memorial from coming over. Uh, so there was no four-team tournament. Instead, Wausau West played Verona on Friday night, and West beat Verona 3 to nothing. Uh, a nice shutout for, for Wausau West. And then on Saturday, there was just the one game, Verona and Notre Dame Academy. And uh, Verona came up uh, riding a 12-game winning streak, and they left town riding a two-game losing streak as Notre Dame uh, beat them 3-2. to two. Uh, Notre Dame primarily uh, beat them because they had a very efficient power play uh, Notre Dame was two for four on their power play. Uh, Verona was one for seven in their chances, although uh, the, 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 the non, the even strength goal that they scored was, I think it was about five seconds after uh, the penalty had elapsed. So it was like a, an extended power play type of situation. Um, so let's say call it two power play goals for each team. Uh, then the game winner was actually early in the, the third period, right, like 30 seconds into the third period, uh, Notre Dame just iced the puck, but it went on net, so it wasn't icing. Uh, Caden Grant, you know, put the set the puck up for his defensemen, and the two defensemen behind the behind the net, just uh, bad passing between the two defensemen, and the puck was picked off by Brendan Gruber, uh, and because Notre Dame had been very aggressive on their forechecking all game. Brendan Gruber got down there quick, intercepted that pass, threw it out front to Sawyer Scholl, and his one-timer ended up being the, the, the was the an insurance goal at the time, ended up being the game-winning goal as uh, Verona got a power play goal later in that game. But um, Notre Dame's power play, they were very good, uh, very patient, worked the puck around and kept trying to set up the uh, – not a back door, but that, that backside in the face-off circle, that one-time shot that was uh, made famous by Brett Hull and then later, nowadays, Alexander Ovechkin. Um, and they connected on two of those. Uh, Verona did get one of their own like that in the last, but their power play just was not just not as crisp. They, they tried forcing too many passes and too many turnovers. And... Um, when they when they did score their second goal and got within a one goal game, they called their power play with about a little over two minutes left, and were never able to really gain control of the puck for long enough to get their goaltender off, uh, to get the to get the, the man advantage, get that six on five 
uh, to end the game. Notre Dame was just so aggressive. They just kept attacking and, you know, intercepting pucks and just dumping it back down. And, and the Wildcats weren't able to get their, their goaltender off and not get that extra attacker on there. So the game ended up 3-2. to two. It was just a, a really good game. I think uh, Verona was a little more physical, but uh, Notre Dame was patient and moved the puck really well. Uh, just a, a, a great game to watch. Um, definitely worthy of game of the week. And I think it, uh, I'm going to guess that the trip may end up uh, shaking up our, our top six rankings somewhere along the line. How much of when we are talking, when you're talking about uh, disruption or not in sync or whatever the case may be of the Verona power play, how much of that was due to what Notre Dame was doing? Oh, Notre Dame was very aggressive on, on their attack. They didn't. They don't. They didn't just let them sit back and and make passes. They they they're they're aggressive the whole game. Their forwards are constantly moving. Um, they don't give you a whole lot of time to look and find the open guy, and as a result, you know, bad passes get made. So they pressure the puck. Yes, they do. All right. All well, game. I... They're 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 unrelenting. Little bastards. <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. I, I was on mute then, right? Okay. Yeah, unrelenting. They they very aggressive. Well, that was our uh, boys' game of the week and our girls' game. We had Hayward at Wisconsin Valley Union. That one was postponed. Was that due to more snow up there? Yes, it was. Okay. Let's get to our players of the week. Our Wyndham Garden in of Fitchburg players of the week the official home of Wisconsin prep hockey during the boys and girls state tournament. And Dell, you've got our winners tonight, um, girls and boys. So go ahead and give us our winners. Well, the girls winner is Zephyrin Jager forward from Cap City Cougars on Tuesday evening in a seven to one win over the iceberg. She had five assists on Saturday she had three goals and two assists in an 8-2 to two win over Brookfield. And this was enough to earn Zephyrin the girls' player of the week. On the boys' side, the player comes is a forward from Onalaska, better known as Carter Staub. And on Monday, he had four goals in a 7-2 to two win over Winona. On Saturday, he had two goals in a 6-5 to five win over Wanakee. And that was enough to earn Carter Staub the boys player of the week. And this was the Wyndham garden and a Fitchburg players of the week. And back to you, MJ. Okay. Thank you. Um, you know, guys, I was thinking how, how is, how is, uh, on Alaska doing this year? You get to take a look at, I believe I they're mean, sitting there with a 12 and three record. Yeah. They were ranked for a while. seems like we haven't mentioned them a whole lot. Well, they're down in that corner of the state that doesn't get mentioned. I think Burglar's talking to Mute. Okay. As I got him up here. Yeah, um, yeah they, they haven't played a lot of the teams that we're used to seeing in the, the top ten or the top six. Yeah. Um, I mean, they got, a, they got a tie to Eau Claire North, uh, who is a good team. They have a 5-4 loss. To Fondy Springs, who is a good team, um, and then they have that six-five loss to Sun Prairie. 
And then you look at the rest of the teams they took care of business, including Wanakee. So, yeah, uh, it looks like Onalaska lacrosse is definitely not missing a beat. Time to move on to our uh, top sixes. Bill Jr., as usual, you tabulate them all and you file them, and this is what you come up with. Yep, and I still call them the top tens, even though there's six of them. If the Big Ten can have 12 teams in it, I can call them top tens when there's only six. Uh, last, uh, this week's... Uh, sorry, sorry yes. uh, the, the Big Ten is up to 14. Jeez. See, I don't keep track. 14? And there sure isn't 14 of them playing hockey, I know that. No. Uh, the girls' top six is the same as it was last week. Uh, Central Wisconsin, followed by Cap City. Madison Metro Lynx is third. Eau Claire Area Stars is fourth, Fox City Stars is fifth, and the St. Croix Valley Fusion is sixth. Uh, Boys D2, also the same as last week. Fondy Springs number one, Northland Pines two, Hayward three, Wanakee four, McFarland five, and Superior six. Uh, There is some shakeup in Boys Division one. Uh, Notre Dame Academy moves up one spot to first, Wasa West moves up one spot to second, Verona falls two spots to third, uh, University School and Arrowhead flip-flop. Uh, University School is four this week. Arrowhead is five. They were reversed last week. And Hudson is still sixth. That's two weeks in a row. Uh, two weeks ago, um, Eau Claire area was the number one team in the girls' rankings. They lost two games that week and dropped. And now Verona was the number one team in the boys' rankings, lost two games and dropped. So I guess it's uh, Fondy Springs' turn this week. Uh, I wonder who they play. You know, when you when you look at Verona losing those two games, it's not like they lost games to a cupcakes. I mean, they, I mean, we're talking top six teams that they lost to. Well, so did Eau Claire area. One of them was the Central Wisconsin Storm, and the other one was right. the the Hudson Girls team, which is also a very good team. Our upcoming uh, games of the week we got coming up: uh, Hayward at Northern Pines on Friday night. That's up in the dome, I take it? Yeah, I'm going to go do that one. Uh, Are you inducted in the Hall of Fame that night, Bill? Yeah, I think that's it. Um, To answer your question, Bill, uh, Fondy Springs has one game this week, and that would be against uh, Waupon. Um, So they they can't lose two games this week. Uh, So that that jinx is going to be officially ended. They only play one. And then next week, uh, the Badgerland Conference Tournament, and I'm sure we'll talk more about that uh, during next week's podcast because we love the Badgerland Conference Tournament. Um, but anyway, back to MJ's thing. Yes, uh, Northland Pines and Hayward, number two and number three in the Division Two rankings. Uh, we generally, or I've been going up to Northland or to Eagle River to the Dome. Um, I don't know, probably at least the last five or six years to cover the Pines Classic, which uh, usually has uh, Hay- Hayward and and Northland Pines play the first game, and then uh, University School and Mosinee generally play the second game, and then we always go up and do the, the, the championship on, on Saturday. But uh, we felt that the matchup of Northland Pines and Hayward, like I said, number two and number three, their Division Two rankings was really worthy of Game of the Week status this week. So rather than the, the championship game, 
Uh, I'll be going up there Friday night to watch Pines and uh, the Eagles and the Hurricanes face off. Plus, if, first game of the tournament. if we can help it, we try not to make university school the game of the week because people already call us universityschoolprephockey.com. They do, because every game university school plays, whether it's boys or the, whether it's girls, every game that they play will have a full write-up with pictures on our website. And is that because we love university school so much that we send somebody there to cover the games? No. It's because university school has somebody who writes up every game, takes pictures at every game, and sends us the write-up and the pictures and posts them. So anybody can do it. Any team can do it. You want more exposure? I mean, we th- there are five of us, and we each try to get we each try to get to a game or two each week. And when we do that, we'll you know post the pictures and do the write up of the stories. But you know, we can't cover every team every game. Um, Northland Pines did it a couple of years ago. What was her name? Bill? Quick, quick. Joshua Jocelyn and- Manji. Yes. She wrote up stories yeah. for all of the boys and all of the girls' games and submitted them. Um, it was great that she was part of their like school newspaper, media staff, whatever. Um, she took her job very seriously, and, and that was it was wonderful. Del, you were going to say something? Uh, Metro Lynx has been very good this year about giving us articles and photos, too, to cover their team. There you go. It's that Mike McCursey factor. He's a, he's quite the character. He doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all that he helps out because he's big on high school hockey and has been for many, many years. Speaking of the Mike McCursey, his Metro Leagues take on Cap City on Tuesday night. Del Scanlon, this is a matchup number two between these two teams. They're uh, both in the top six. I believe numbers two and three off the top of my head. Um, how do you see this one? Well, you know, they, they did meet earlier this year, and Cap City ended up winning that game. That was actually supposed to be our game of the week that week. Uh, unfortunately, I ended up making a trip to the emergency room because my granddaughter decided it was a good night to get stitches. But this week, uh, tomorrow evening, we'll be going over to Madison Ice Arena, and we'll see the Cougars playing the Lynx. And right now the Cougars have the lead with uh, no losses in the – Badger Conference, and the Lynx are sitting there one game behind them. Uh, so this is, you know, to try to get back into a tie for the conference title. And, you know, just to also when it comes to that, that sectional drive, how's, it, how's that going to play out? And so that ought to be a good game of the week this week. Is your Did your granddaughter snitch? Because snitches get stitches. Nah, she uh, <laughs> was... Well, Ran into the bunk bed or something. I can't even remember now what she exactly did. But, yeah, I told her, well, she's just getting prepared for her hockey career. And um, I don't believe she's graduated from St. Cloud State yet, but uh, Jocelyn Manji is the uh, video coordinator for the St. Cloud women's hockey team. So besides writing for Wisconsin Prep Hockey, she has, like, continued along in the sports media path, so something for all you high school students to think about looks good on the resume gotcha. i think molly cook did the same sort of thing went from arrowhead uh nope, did nope, some stuff nope, at the, nope, nope, nope. homestead 
Homestead. Oh, she the would Highlanders. get upset about. She would get upset about Arrowhead. Oh, okay. She got upset about a lot of things, but anyway, she 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 did some great coverage for them. Did some stuff for us. Then went on to the University of Minnesota and did the same sort of thing there. So yeah, looks good on the resume. High school students, you're welcome to contribute. In fact, you do that, we'll even uh, get you a pass for the state tournament. We've done that for um, some of our we, – we don't really want to call them interns because then NJ gets bad ideas. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said MJ. It's really trasher. Trasher. It's trasher. <laughs> but he's Everybody. not here today, so it wasn't – I guess that's easier to pick on him then. Um, but anyway <laughs> – Yes, send us your articles. Send your hate mail to Trasher at WisconsinPrepHockey.net. Where were we? We were on our final thoughts. We're What's up, up next, Uncle Fester? <laughs> yeah. Could be like most of the kids these days and have this look, you know. Uh-oh, it's the Unabomber. The hoodie over the... Do I look like, do I look like a monk now? Yeah, that's what everybody wants to hear is you guys playing with your hoodies and messing with your mics. Uh, <laughs> there we go. There you go, Bill. We're from that side of the tracks, aren't we? <laughs> Let's talk about the Hobie Baker Award. Um, usually this is where Trasher chimes in and says, hey, yeah, you know, it's uh, we're looking for a lot of participation on it, but... Um, I think Burglar does a better job than I do of imitating our good buddy Trashler. I don't well, know. That no was reason, spot on. Yours was good. There's no reason you guys shouldn't be sending us the stuff. It doesn't cost you anything. They provide all the information. Just send us the stuff. There's no reason we shouldn't have 100% participation in this every year. But I think the highest we've ever gotten was 70. And that's just not good enough. Just send us the stuff. Nominate your players. <laughs> I was ready to see that soda all over MJ's screen. <laughs> uh, that's why I turned off to the side here, just to make sure it wouldn't. <laughs> Anyways, um, Hobie Baker. Bill, how do, you, how do you follow that up? I mean, <laughs> um, the coaches are familiar with that stuff. They have the... Uh, information on that i take it they do um i yeah he's well, got all the details he knows where to get but the coaches the, yeah they nominate your players you gotta have somebody on the team who's it doesn't necessarily have to be and, and probably you know that doesn't have to be the best player just somebody on your team who you know cares for the community cares for the team good person you know, goes above and beyond good person yes and Jim Hayes actually sent out the email to all the coaches uh, again today on both the boys and girls side with all the instructions for it. So I, I know that they, in the last day or two, they should have all received instructions from Jim Hayes again. Okay, that uh, that sounds uh, sounds good. We got a. I would think. What do we got here? It's uh, January twentieth, guys. We're going to be uh, pretty soon getting looking for a. Uh, Nominees for WIPH awards too. Think about it. We're we're not that far away from February already. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we we should start. Uh, yeah, thinking of all players. No, well, I guess that's what we'll do. I mean, it's going to be coming up pretty soon. We'll have our awards that we'll give out at the state tournament. We'll figure out. We'll give you the details on that. Still, as soon as, be, as, soon as we, still, soon as we know, yeah, the, the whole thing's kind of been. Uh, Delmar, you. When, when's, Delmar, when's the when's the first championship? Is that like a ten o'clock on Saturday? Did they move it up, start early, or did they move later? Nine o'clock in the morning, I think, is when it, when it's between nine o'clock. Is it? But it, it's in the morning, followed by the girls, then followed by Division One. Yeah, and we used to we we we've done our awards at nine o'clock on Saturday morning, so I guess that's out. Which is probably pretty good because some 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 members of the staff have been known to show up at that awards pretty much hungover at nine o'clock on Saturday morning. I'm not going to say who, but some have. I know it wasn't the host because the host just doesn't do that stuff anymore. I would bet it's probably part of the staff that hangs out in the farther reaches of the room. Oh, we're going to pick on Trasher again then. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, we will get more information on that. We will figure out how we're going to do the boys. Del, are you going to do the girls the same this year as you always do? Uh, we'll do the girls the same as we always do. And uh, one of the things that we did discuss is, uh, well, well, we'll discuss that offline of, on the what was discussed on the presentation for the girls. Okay. Sounds good. So I guess uh, that'll do it for this week. It's a short but sweet show. Um, appreciate all your comments and uh, everything else you send and tell us. And hate mail or something you want to take, got to be with us, send it to Trasher. He'll handle it. So for the two birds, Delmar and uh, Trasher, who's off north of the border, I'm Mike Hammett. We'll see you next week on This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey.